G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL Fantasy Podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to help you win your draft Keeper Leagues. My name is Hef and I'm joined by my new co-host, Doss. How are you, mate? Yeah, you've hit the upgrade button on uh, on K's. You got yourself a nice co-host now, and I'm feeling very good, Hef, after filling my guts full of uh, delicious, delicious Zambies. Yeah, we just uh, went out for a delicious burrito at Zambero's, new sponsor of the podcast. Um, so thank you for feeding us tonight, Zambies. But uh, yeah, um, we're not really new co-host. Uh, K's is going to come back next week. Um, we just thought uh, it'd be funny to say that he wasn't. Yes, anyway. never fear. K's will be on his way back soon. He's just enjoying his uh, honeymoon. Isn't that, that is, right? Uh, yep, over in lovely Western Australia, Perth. Uh, Majestic place it is. It is a beautiful place. The You're Mighty Weagles. Aren't you? The Mighty Weagles going down this week after we delivered a thrashing to your mob the previous week. But uh, I am from Perth, uh, the mighty, beautiful Western Australia. Yeah, I've been there once. I watched uh, Port lose to Frio round one in 2015 at the old <laughs> Subiaco. So, yeah, good times. Good yeah, times. great times. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll get stuck into a podcast. Uh, another week full of, uh, I guess, a few surprising results in there and a few uh, players. Well, I guess standing up, but a few absolutely stinking it up as well. So we'll have a lot to talk about on the show this week. But uh, before we begin, we'll thank Remedy Kombucha for supplying us with uh, with drinks on the podcast. And just remember, if you want to get yourself some Remedy Kombucha, uh, head to the Remedy website, head to their online store and use the coupon KEEPER20 and you'll get yourself 20% off all Remedy Kombucha products and free shipping. 20% off. All right, I'm jumping on right now. All right, Dossie. Well, while Dossie does that, uh, yeah, I'll just mention that uh, because we're selling so much Remedy Kombucha for Remedy Remedy, um, they decided to keep this uh, coupon open for the rest of the season. I wow. Think. Yeah. So, um, basically, if you want 20% off uh, Remedy Kombucha for the entire 2021 AFL season, I'm pretty sure it's going to have the season. They said they're keeping it open, so I assume it's going to be for a while. Um, yeah. You can uh, jump on and grab yourself some cheap Remedy and get stuck into it. I'll be definitely doing that. Uh, that peach one that you had tonight, Hef, looked pretty tempting to me. I might yeah. uh, get, get myself a carton of that next time. Yeah. Grab the cheeky uh, peaches at uh, Peach Remedy Kombucha at Zambia. We just had dinner there, as mentioned previously. But uh, yeah, look, Zambreros are looking after the listeners as well, not just, you know, Remedy giving out the goods that are 20% off. Uh, Zambreros are going to give away two vouchers uh, to listeners each week of the Keeper League podcast. Um, That's a pretty good deal. If you are keen to uh, sign up for that, we'll uh, give uh, two vouchers away each week to a listener for, you know, you and a mate to uh, share a a meal at Zambreros. But uh, if you want to get involved in that, head to keeperleaguepod.com.au slash Zambreros. But the winner this week is Henry from Baldwin in Victoria. Oh, well done, Henry. Well done, Henry. Uh, Go to your local Zambreros and treat yourself. Uh, Bring a friend, maybe bring the wife. Sounds sounds like you were saying as well, I was wondering if it was a hard process to enter in this comp and what it's just, your name, your your address, whatever, and bam, done. Yeah, generally, team you support. It's generally how it works. Yeah, you just uh, it's pretty simple. Your, pretty simple process your, your to address. get yourself a cheeky free Zambies yeah. there. I have. It takes about a minute. So if you want to sign up, uh, get on board, um, and yeah, we'll uh, pick a winner each week. So. I'll be jumping on that right now after I've done my twenty uh, percent off remedy kombucha there. <laughs> I'm glad this uh, marketing works on someone, so <laughs> that's good to hear. Anyways, we'll stop selling stuff, and uh, yeah, we'll get stuck into the podcast. All right, on to the round rewind. Uh, on Thursday night, Sydney played Essendon at the SCG, and we've got a few keeperly relevant players to talk about. So I'll start off with Buddy Franklin. He had 71 points and kicked three goals. Only took four marks, which isn't unusual for Buddy. But, you know, we've seen a bit of a uh, key forward trend going on with key forwards scoring pretty well, namely our big man Tex that we're uh, in love with at the moment <laughs> here, Dossie. But uh, I guess the big question is, do you think he'll be a good option when he warms up into the season? I think the, the positive thing from him was that it sounded like 
like in his post-game presser, he's planning on playing a bit more now. So, the plan all along was for him to play one game, have a week off, and then sort of get stuck in. So, that's that's the positive thing is that hopefully we get a bit more buddy in terms of week-to-week uh, games. But, yeah, I reckon just roll with the key forwards and see how they go sort of thing, just like we have been so far. It must be nice to be good enough just to choose when you play in the AFL. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had the week off, thanks. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan if you've got him, just like roll him out there and, and see how he goes for a little bit. <laughs> Definitely. Streamer at the very worst. Um, sorry, loophole at the very worst. Mm. Um, Nick Blakey had 53 points and he's been rather disappointed this season because we all had big expectations with him moving up to a wing role, which is what he's playing and he's playing up, up, up probably a bit forward a little bit more than we probably expected. But I don't know, Doss, can you see him scoring better than this? Um, I reckon there was an interview that came out last week. Now, I didn't read this, so if I'm wrong, listeners can call me out on it for <laughs> yeah, sure. There's, a, there's, a, there's an interview coming out that you, that you didn't read. Uh, I didn't you're read. You're about to quote it. And I'm, I'm, quoting, <laughs> I'm roughly quoting what it was said, but I believe what it was is that he's playing on the wing and basically sacrificing his game when they're not using that outlet at the moment in the way that they're using the corridor. So, they've been using the corridor quite a bit, Sydney, and he's sort of sacrificing his game on the outside. And he's sort of, from what I understand of my paraphrasing of a, a, a an article that I didn't read, <laughs> is that he was saying when they start using him, he'll, he'll be able to thrive himself. So, right now, he's sacrificing not getting used much on the outside. Hopefully, that changes. I don't know. You know, you might just be hearing that. Might mean nothing, but I think there is something to that. Hopefully, it's before the end of the year so I can decide whether to keep him or not. But at the moment, he's going to the drop pile, that's for sure. Yeah, I guess a player that's coming, we thought he was going to break out, but then you've had all these other guys yeah, come exactly. into the Two side kids. suddenly doing awesome. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that I'd be worried about, I guess, is someone like Dylan Stevens actually taking that wing a role off wing him. Role. Yeah. So, uh, that's the one thing I would be concerned about. But he's got a side, he's got a spot in the side regardless, so I wouldn't be too concerned. Just the scoring right now, you might have to chuck him on that pine for a bit. All right, Chad Warner, he had 95 points. I'm flagging it now, 2G4P. You cool with that, Doss? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon you're just about right there. He's uh, he's killing it. Yep. Um, 2G4P, see you, Chad Warner. Um, Sam Reed had 84 points. Uh, he got at the end of the few. Not a really some an option, an option that I'd look at, but just a tip of the cap for a pretty nice score. If you've got him in your league, you'd be happy with that if you had him on the bench for a loophole. So, yep, good work there, Sam Reed, but not a player I'm looking at. Same with Dan Rampey, 80 points, just another tip of the cap. Uh, good score, but not for me. But, uh, look, Wicks and Goulden on the weekend. Uh, Goulden especially was down on their output. Do you put this down to anything, Doss? Well, you gave him 2G for P last week, I reckon, if I, if I don't. I probably should delete Goulden. Wicks. Wicks was down in his output from last week. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's. I think they are going to just be a bit up and down. Yeah, You've got exactly. to remember they're a young team. They were challenged to. a fair bit in this game as well. So, they, they weren't right. moving the ball as freely as they were. They weren't getting the forward, into the forward line as freely as they Wicks were. Wicks is still so. doing a lot of good things yeah, as well. And he had eight tackles in this. Didn't get the, get on the scoreboard, which he has been in previous weeks. He loves a bit of niggle too, old, yeah, uh, old Wixie. So, uh, for me, I wouldn't be too concerned about those two guys, but maybe just don't expect we're not we can't just expect so much from young players every week and we might have been just a bit lucky in those first few to get fieldable amazing scores like you just got to probably lower your expectations for both of those guys even the two gfp one for a yeah, little bit for sure um on to some essendon players now so nick cox uh genuine unicorn as flagged on the pod pod i think it was oh, was that the keeper league, or the no, pod keeper pod? league pod yeah you got the exclusive last week and then seven afl started calling him a unicorn all week on their socials so yeah, yeah they must listen but anyway uh look he was playing on the wing and he was racking a bit too just he's a kid he has so much talent the concern is I guess that he'll play a key forward role at some point in his career but he's performing too well at the moment I wouldn't I be concerned right now he's even just, if he was he's probably the type that has the skills to score from that position anyway he's just doing everything you want from a young player that's yep. 
yeah, uh, he's, he's a freak of nature in terms of the, just, I know we hear about his size over and over, but the, the things that he can do at his size, his skill level, it's why we were so keen on um, a Tim English type, but he was a project that we had to wait four years to start scoring, you know, yeah. Nick Cox has come out and done it out of the gates. So, um, again, be wary with a young player every week to expect such a really good score. The fact he's getting in the ruck this early has, um, I guess, been accelerated by the fact yeah. Draper's out. Not a lot else going around. But it's 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 helping him sort of um, elevate his game. And I'm, oh, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's going to be awesome to own for a, a long time. But again, I wouldn't be uh, expecting huge scores weekly. Absolutely. Uh, Will Snelling, he had 87 points and it was a nice score from him. He's getting a little bit of a bump with Sheil and uh, Caldwell out, but I'm not sure if that's sustainable long-term, but we'll have to wait and see on 11 tackles. I don't think that's sustainable. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of tackles. I didn't even look at that column. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake Stringer had 78 points. Uh, he's a handy four at the moment, averaging 78. He was one of your waiver option, options last week. I think it was a loophole because they played the early game yeah. um, and I was just like, well, if we're if we're frothing over these Degoeys, which I don't really want to talk about him, but if we're frothing over this type in this new system, He's, he's going to have some big games kicking bags. Uh, yeah, 78 is fine, but, you know, you don't, you're not going to be feel happy, super happy with that weekly. I guess it's it's great for a forward, but, yeah, it's not bad. All right. <laughs> Speaking of not bad, uh, Port Adelaide versus Richmond. Uh, it's a not bad win from Port Adelaide on Friday night. Uh, you're going to give us your thoughts on that one? I sure will. I, I just want to – you were at the game. Just just a bit of the vibes of the atmosphere there and uh, yeah, tell well, me a bit of what you thought. First of all, I'm life. glad you're covering this one because um, I finished work at 2.30 and it was a, a long afternoon sitting at NOLA uh, Craft Beer and Whiskey <laughs> just in bar in Adelaide. And, uh, yeah, fine establishment. Um, so, it's, it's a bit fuzzy on what the, how the game actually went. Yep. Uh, I know we won and I know we played well, but uh, no, the atmosphere was amazing. Um, real, like, you know, it felt like, and I don't feel like I'm not jinxing ourselves here, but felt like a real top of the table clash, like, you know, a, no, a, a, yeah. genuine, a genuine two contenders going at it. And uh, yeah, that was the, the kind of feel of the game as well. Those vibes were certainly there. Port looking to respond, uh, both teams looking to respond after after disappointing losses the week before, and they both looked back to their best in this one. But uh, Lockie Jones is the first guy I'm going to talk about, um, the talk of town, I guess, and 68 points in just a 76% time again, pretty good. But his debut was amazing, wasn't it? Um, the big unit. Getting, that got talked about a lot, how how he looked like a man-child. He did. He did. There's no doubt about that. But as a keeper option, wowee. Very exciting prospect, Hef. Yeah, to have 60 point, 68 points in your first game, like especially playing... Oh, no, we, he was probably touted as more of like a lockdown style defender, I guess. Mm. Well, he, he's got a bigger body, so he could actually play a more defensive role. But just to come in and play the game that he did, you can kind of see why Port were so keen on him uh, in the, to get him in early. Because when we look back to his preseason stuff, he really wasn't that impressive. Like, we watched him a couple of times. Or I think he, he showed signs. He had glimpses. Glimpses, but, but um, probably wasn't. It didn't feel like it was consistent enough throughout the game. No, and I guess that's the issue with small samples. Yeah, We've yeah. only seen a little bit. And I think the fact that Port were talking about him glo- with glowing reviews yeah. behind closed doors you kind of got the idea he'd got a bit more to show than what he'd what he'd done in the sort of preseason. but yeah yeah this game second for port for intercept possessions third for meters gained fifth for inside 50s the only thing is he sprayed the ball a little bit but that's yeah. it was a high pressure game so and yeah yeah young player he'll, he'll work on that exactly so just pick him up ride the wave there louis uh from the pod pod's been huge on on uh, lucky jones for a while so he's gonna be awesome uh connor rosie i just he, he was down in this one i don't you saw his corky at the game he yeah. was limping around i was i was actually uh it was funny he, he had a great burst of speed going forward on the offensive end the corky didn't seem to exist too much <laughs> but when it was running back the limp came out yeah it's my favorite um, saw. <laughs> it was it was a great show of uh forward craft by connor rosie there but um 
I don't know. He might actually miss a week. That looked pretty brutal corky that he had. But I'd be buying low because if if people didn't see the game that you're in the league with, in, in your keeper legs with, the scores on paper for Rosie right now are really ugly. Yeah. And it's been like that. He didn't have a great year last year, injury injuries last year as well. I'd be looking to buy low on a guy like Rosie. He's got he's got star potential still. Especially with the injury uh, injury interrupted preseason as yeah. well. He's just he's still warming up, right? Give exactly. Him, so and anyway. now with Butters out as well, there's probably potential um, for more midfield time coming up as yeah, well. Yeah, well Butters had um, eight centre bounces according to old AFL stat mate. Yeah. Um and he was he only played half a game, so he was actually injected way more into the centre bounces. So Yeah, it was um it was pretty nuts. I think one of the guys I was with had a uh, to get 20 touches um, bet on. Yep. And I think he had nine, eight or so in the first quarter. He's killing it. And then finished on 19. Yeah. <laughs> well, he only, yeah, he played half a game. It's so brutal. Could have got that 20. Could have so got that last brutal. one though for him. But anyway. Yeah, he could have. He, 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 tried, he tried his best. He came back <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. ground, uh, even with the apparent cindersmosis was the, uh, I think, the early. Uh, think, just keep an eye on that. But, I think it may be that, yeah. But he's too G for P, so we won't worry about him. <laughs> Buy low Connor Rosie if you can, if people look uh, off him. Darcy Byrne-Jones. Just slightly across, uh, down across the board. And, and since his 86-point average in 2019, sort of just been, you know, a bit meh in 2020. I mean, we can um, forgive a lot of people for being meh in 2020. But 2021, he, he has, he's got off to a slow start. Do you reckon he can get back to being an 80-plus guy? Or are they a bit too stacked in the back line now? I'm probably a bit too stacked. I don't know. There seems to be like I'm, – I'm noticing guys like um, Braden Maynard as well. He plays a similar style of mm. play. These players are – really down on their output at the moment. I'm not sure whether it's something to do with the new style of play, whether they're not the targets coming out of the back line and because because they're, and because there's less like kind of contested footy around that That's kind of area of the ground. Yeah. Like it could just be they're getting completely skipped in the play. Um, you know, from uh, from fullback, they're kicking out and they're kicking out to the wings almost. So, they're getting skipped there mm. and they're not really getting, if they're not a team that really gets involved in the chip around slow up, like Porter, a bit of a run and gun type of team, yeah. might uh, battle on that from that perspective. I'm not really sure. It's something I'm definitely going to be monitoring. I'll, I'll like you, you mentioning Braden Maynard, that's a pretty good point for me though because he's a high contested possession in, in terms of his mix of uncontested and yeah. contested. I'd say as a backman that's fantasy relevant, he's got a high contested possession yep. rate and that's the same for DBJ. I've always yep. seen his content, contested possession versus uncontested kind of uh, going towards that contested side. So, yeah, interesting take. Hopefully for owners though, he can get back to 80 plus. I'm sort of one that thinks maybe he Maybe he can because he's got a really good all-round game, but um, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Just quickly, Alir Alir, really good, uh, really good game in this one, but um, best game for Port so far. Do you any any thoughts that he'll continue? Uh, not really. No, nah, he's got to be up and down each. Nature of the game. I think these. I think this can be put down to defenders against uh, Richmond. Same with Ryan Burton. His height, his best game for the year by far. Uh, Xavier Dersma, the injury there. No good. Yeah, um, apparently avoided the ACL though. So, he'll have surgery, but I don't think it's going to be out for as long as we thought. Yeah, and just relating to those defenders I spoke about, Dan Houston going into centre bounces, who's way too G for P as we know. Yeah. But is that maybe why O'Leary of Ryan Burton and maybe even a DBJ did a bit better because Houston was really injected into centre bounces like he hasn't been this season so far. Yeah, he was. It's just going to be interesting to see who that opens the door to as well because um, with two players going out, Houston, you think, will go into the midfield basically to be butters or, you know, mm. filling buzz roll. So, whether Rosie goes in as well, but then who's going to come into defence? We could see Bergman back. I don't know how Bonner's um, hamstring's going, but uh, he could be close as well. So, um, yeah, there could be a few that come back in that spot as well. So, it could open a few doors too. All right. Uh, and on the Richmond side of things, I just want to talk about two guys quickly, Jack Ross and Will Martin. So, Will Martin on debut. Jack Ross, the guy that you'd probably had a bit of hope for in keeper leagues. I own him in a league. So, yes. 
Yep. So, 10 disposals in decent time on ground, 76% time on ground, six CBAs. We haven't got the official ones, but according to AFL stats, man, he got the six CBAs. Pretty poor from what you'd be hoping for, Jack Ross. You, what do you reckon out of this one? Just the nature of versing a good team in port? Yeah, probably. Just not a lot of experience in games like this that are quite tight, quite contested. And yeah, probably, I don't know. Because he was a player that did have like a good start to his career on the breakout tracker. He was, because he only played, I think, three games for a fair while. He was stuck mm. on three. He was always sitting near the top of it because he was performed so well in his first uh, few games that he was kind of up above where the average was for the people that had played three games. But he's definitely coming back to earth now. So, um, especially yeah. with that round one where he was the sub and he... I think I got 46 from about a quarter on the field. So He did. Like, he did. But weird. maybe just fresh legs versus... Yeah. 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 Well, that's one to watch anyway, yeah. Jack Ross. At least he got the time on ground. Will Martin, though, on the other hand, uh, his decision-making in this was, looked at VFL standard. Uh, 57% time on ground, though. Didn't really get a huge chance. 26 points. 12 disposals. That's okay. But three frees against, including a crucial hold in the ball. You probably were... Hef would have probably been cheering off his seats when that happened. <laughs> um, but the reason I mentioned both these guys... Are, it's got to be Riley Collier-Dawkins' season now. I'd be picking him up ASAP. Um, they've already given Will Martin a shot. Jack Ross didn't set the world on fire. I reckon you go pick up RCD now. It's probably time with Prestia out for a while. If you're ever going to pick him up, it's now. Uh, Shane Edwards, quickly, because I know uh, Kays is a big fan of this man, put out the tweet, even on the honeymoon, uh, to do with Shane Edwards. He took a stack of CBAs. Not something you're going to be relying on every week because he's a hole plugger, but... Um, He's pretty good, and, and he's got the Thursday night game this week. Nice, uh, easy loophole option there. If my memory is not mistaken, because it is a bit fuzzy from Friday night, he was responsible for injuring both Dersma and Butters. Ah, you're probably right. I think he was in both of those contests. So, oh, not a big fan of him right now. No, not a big fan. <laughs> he's putting up some nice scores though. So, yeah. if he's got those centre bounces, which he does at times, it, it's it's sporadic with Shane Edwards, but he's being a nice uh, option at the moment. Um, just quickly, uh, Basher Hooley as well. Two G four P. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say though is sell if you've got him in your keepers. I'd be selling, but buy if you're trying to flag up. I'd say both. Oh, yeah, it's tough. If, you, if you're trying I'd to get, a, if you're trying to win a flag, he, if he plays that final in round twenty three, I just think farewell game. Yeah. He'll go huge. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, 110, <laughs> 110, though, I don't think you're going to get um, with one hundred and ten sitting next to his name. You won't be- get better value yeah, than this Ryan. That's why now. we don't talk about two G four people. And Ryan Mansell, uh, yeah, he, he was okay, but he's nothing to talk about in fantasy circles right now um, at the moment. But just another de- debutant to speak about from Cape League perspective. All right, moving on to Western Bulldogs versus Brisbane Lions. I only saw the first half of this game, but uh, looking at the scores and a few match reports, uh, this is what I've come up with. Uh, Aaron Norton had 102 points, uh, kicked two goals, five in this game as well. So, could have even been uh, higher than that. He's just a very talented young player, and he's finally getting the delivery with that midfield. And I think with uh, with some of the new rules with the ball movement, uh, he's getting the ball in nice and quickly, and he's managing to capitalise. So, um, yeah, if you've got him or if you're thinking about getting him in a, in a trade, he's going to be a very handy addition to your forward line. Um, Bailey Dale, is, uh, he's playing across half Halfback. He scored 85 points. He's kind of playing like, you know, a bit like James Sicily in the last oh, few weeks. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Last two weeks, he's been quite good. So, Hold I don't know. Yeah, James Sicily, Bailey Dale. Yeah, yeah it's, a bit, it's, it's a bit weird. You know? It's kind of that half forward kind of gone defence and that's my comparison there. That's anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm going to. Yeah. But anyway, uh, back to back scores of 85 in the past two weeks. So, he's no, scoring. He's good. Uh, we, we sort of flagged it last week. He's playing the backline role. But, yeah, um, it's super fantasy friendly for him. 
Yeah. And the only thing is you've got a few across there. Like, I know Crozier's out. He's one. And then you've got Taylor Duray that's kind of performing pretty well. Jason Look, if Johansson, Caleb Daniel puts up there. 20s each week, you'll be right. And with Caleb Daniel out this week, it uh, could be a good one. Put him on your field. He's a forward option. He's playing half back. Yeah, that's yeah. what you want. Uh, on to Brisbane. So, uh, Oscar McInerney had 88 points. Um, it's just good to see him back uh, after a week off. Lots of stoppage in this game. Uh, I think being down at Ballarat, windy kind of wasn't really wet, but it always kind of makes it hard to, to move the ball freely down there. So, there was, um, I think, Big O had 29 hitouts and Martin had 30, so, and then there was a few more, so that's over 60, you know, ball ups there, so there's quite a few. Um, is that, I think it's just helped the scoring. Um, I don't know. Do we need to think about this? Because we've kind of noticed that stoppages are a bit down uh, this year just to kind of how freely the ball is moving. Do we think need to think about streaming our rucks on wet and windy days where there is going to be a few more kind of, you know, ball ups and the ball's going to stop a lot more? What do you think? What, do you mean like forward eligible rucks or what? Because no, of course you're going to be playing your rucks. You, you got to play a ruck. So yeah, sorry. Um, I will say I'm getting confused. This is explaining my um, explaining my uh, league. We have three utility options, oh, gee, so we can play. Okay. Extra so rucks. if you've got utility, but the other thing, yeah, would be, agree, yeah, the other thing as well would be um, loopholing them too. So you could, if you got the second one, you could actually think about you know loopholing. Absolutely, them on a go, I think so. that's a perfect example yeah. of why you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd definitely be doing that on the, on the wet and windy days where there's more stoppages for sure. I forget not every league is like. Okay, that's the beauty of all the footy where you can yeah. I was like, geez, Oscar McInerney not 2G for yeah, P, yeah, though. He's so. the number one ruck. No, I don't, I don't even mean Oscar McInerney. I just mean just ruckman in general. Like, say if you've got a second ruckman, he's no, going to be playing. No, yeah, I understand. You know, understand. like Matt Flynn yeah, round yeah. one played that game where he scored 98 and it was lots stoppages, and lots yeah. of stoppages. So, yeah. Is Big O 2G for P? Very close. Didn't get there last year because he didn't quite score high enough, but he's got to play a few yeah, more games. Yeah. Um, yeah. 2G4P, by the way, for anyone listening for the first time, is too good for the podcast. You'd be surprised how many messages I get asking what 2G4P stands for. Got to look so. out for those new listeners. Yeah, exactly. Got to mention it. Um, just a few quick ones. Uh, Harris Andrews had 103 points playing on Norton, who also had a good game. So I guess there was a lot of ball coming in his direction as well. Um, kicked the goal too from a 50-meter penalty, which was quite nice. Kicked it from just on the 50. Uh, good score, but can't rely on him each week, I don't think, as a key defender. And Eric Hood, he put as a key forward had 82 points he kicked two goals and this is a good score for him but just yeah too inconsistent to be relied on especially with Danaher coming to that forward line this year now Doss what happened to your West Coast Eagles here like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't pay heaps of attention to this I was listening to it on the way home from the uh, local footy the amateurs and uh, West Coast were flying yep. I cooked uh, the family dinner instead of watching the second half because I just figured it would be over turn it back on and thank you we had one what happened yeah look I was being very smug uh, during this game. I was uh, up and about. I was just hanging out, watching it, watching it with a couple of mates. And I was just like, I was actually just checking my classic team. Sorry for people that don't want to hear about classic, but I do like my classic. And I was fixing my trades due to this stupid rolling lockout and stuff that's going on. And I was sort of just like, they were saying, oi, the Saints are coming back here, Dossie. And I was like, oh, I've got to finish my trades. Come on, boys. The, the game's <laughs> over. The game's over here. We're, we're fine. And then it was like, oh, they kicked another goal and another one and another one. And it's like, Saints are on here, Dossie. And I'm like, oh, dear. And I looked up and, yeah, Dan Butler was running right. Uh, the Saints were up and about and uh, it was over. So, unlucky West Coast. But the Saints were back in a, in a good way. Um and a few few names to discuss from the keeper perspective. All the big guns were firing, but we don't talk about those Hef here Absolutely on the keeper league. Not, no. But I want to talk about Josh Battle because I reckon there was a bit of a cheeky role change here. Okay, well, um, tell back, us about it. Back to the back line, and he, that's where he played his best footy in 2019. He was playing as that sort of kick out defender um, out the back line with his great disposal. Seemed like they threw him back there in this game, and with Geary and Frawley still four to six weeks away, I reckon it might be a short term thing, but Real, I love battle. I, I love him down there. I think he had a game high 11 marks as well. I think he's going to be a good scorer. This is where he needs to play. I'll Absolutely. Worry, I, would, I still just worry that he plays 
too has to play too tall at times. He was on Darling on this, I think, mm. for some of the games. So I, I just worry about that. But um, yeah, look, he still managed to shut Darling out of the game and score pretty well on the back of it. So nothing to be concerned about too much. But yeah, I do think his best footy is in the back lines for sure. Yeah, well, and the, I guess the good thing, hopefully, if Frawley comes back, maybe he stays in the back line, and then Frawley can take those opponents. He can get let loose a bit more. Yeah, I like it. Um, anyway, I I really like him at the moment. Uh, Dan McKenzie and Jimmy Webster, two surprise packet scores here. Ninety six for Dan McKenzie and eighty five for Jimmy Webster, racking up the marks. Do you reckon this was more about? West Coast do give up the third most marks to opposition. Yep. But um, a positive for the Saints who have been bottom five marks for, uh, in the marks for the year. Do you reckon we're going to get some of these scores from these guys? And are these two options for your for your free agency pool? Ma- oh, maybe. Jimmy Webster was talked about a bit in lots of circles. He was. Uh, yeah. 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 Dan McKenzie, though, come out of nowhere as well. Yeah. Um, we've seen so many, uh, so many instances. I think it was like... Jordan Ruff had had like 17 marks last week. Yeah. Like just something's going on. Like, like I think just because the ball's coming in to forward lines just so often at the moment, it's just there's always going to be random players that get on the end of a few. I'm not sure if it's like I, I definitely want to see more before I make too much of an assessment, but that's just my thoughts right now. Absolutely. Well, we'll have to keep an eye out on that. And also maybe just checking the kicking data there as well for that, for that Saints game because there was – uh, oh, sorry for the West Coast side of things because that's what I'm about to talk about. Because Hearn was out. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that I, I sort of was again. I was sort of half watching this as well because I thought the Weagles had it done and dusted until until later in the game. Yeah. Um, but I reckon Shepherd and maybe McGovern took a few more kick-ins because Hearn's out and he's done an old man calf. So that's something to look at um, in your leagues. Um, just be just be aware of uh, who's going to be taking those kick-ins, I reckon, going forward for the for the Mighty Weagles. But Jeremy McGovern on the West Coast side of things was had a really solid game. I flagged him in the waiver podcast, was it, or as a stream option? Can't remember. One of the two. Ninety-one points. Uh, I think he's actually going to have nights where he scores really well uh, this season. So either as that bench option or. Potential starter week to week. Um, McGovern could be nice, especially with Hearn out. Jared Brander, we mentioned him last week. I thought it was more of a flash in the pan. Louis kind of mentioned him last week. 69 points, like not standing off the page, but he played that combination of a wing, bit of forward, and even some inside mid having some CBAs. He was actually one that stood up late in the game. And Brander, does he tempt you at all in, in leagues? He's starting to. Like, mm. he's actually playing a bit more. Well, he was playing a bit more forward uh, last week. Uh, so, it looks like you said he was playing a bit more on the wing. No, but this yeah. is definitely that kind of outside role type thing. It's not like, you know, key forward like he was touted to play. And there's no way he's going to play in there with uh, the, the three tools they've got playing right now anyway. Um, yeah, as, as, as he's playing right now, I don't mind him a bit more because it's not- yeah. I think what he's done, though, is he's gone ahead of Jake Waterman, who we, yeah, yeah, we both kind of liked him as that option in yeah. the, on the wing. And, and Jake Waterman actually played this game and, and he it filled was- in for Hearn playing backline. It just didn't suit him yeah. at all. Nah. Um Because he's done that before. Waterman is a player that they can throw around a bit like that, though, as well, because he's played mm-hmm. all of those roles in the past. So, he's a pretty versatile player, but- um I think Brandon probably suits his role a little bit better for sure. Yeah. Uh, small forward in this, Jack Petrocelli, I think a tip of the cap, as you say. Yep. Hef, he, he got 81 points, four snags, but I'm not, not super- that, Yeah, not super keen on him just long term. Uh, maybe stream your small forwards against the Saints though, because they had a couple of players that did really well there. So. Yeah, see if that's a trend. Um, Oscar Allen, just quickly, is, is he? He's not two G yet. No, no, no. no. He, he's doing well though. Uh, chop out ruck minutes. I think he will be two G in the future. He's he's a real real good player. He, he's developing that floor now, um, where you can pretty consistently put him on the field. Too good for the podcast. Um, generally, is people that averaged over eighty the season prior, which was okay. sixty four 
last year, and unless they get uh, back to pod status, but it's probably a bit too early to make that call yet. And would that mean that they'd have to be looking to average 80-plus consistently yes. for a season as well? Yeah, and basically when someone looks like they're going to average over 80, or basically they're at a point where everyone who owns them is not going to give them up for anything in the world, that's when they're also 2G4P. So someone like Matt Rao is not like scoring super well, but no one's going to give him up, so he's 2G. All right. Yeah. Well, it's good to have so a That's little- kind of how it works. Good to have a uh, little definition there. Yeah, yeah. Um, with her now, does Alex Witherden finally get a crack? Well, um, you'll see the State League uh, fantasy numbers on the website uh, this week. But uh, from memory, he had 107 uh, get fantasy in. points in the, in the for the West Coast Eagles in the Waffle. So, um, I think it might be Witherden time this week. Mm. And that's pretty bloody exciting for uh, fantasy coaches um, just to see how he comes in and performs. Because, uh, yeah, as we all know, fantasy gun and could slot into Shannon Hearn's role quite nicely. And there's only one more player that I missed from Saints I want to talk about. Dan Butler. Now, we talked about on the other side, the West Coast side, Jack Petricelli not being an option, just, you know, tip of the cap. Is it a tip of the cap for Dan Butler, who he was back in this game last year? He had a really nice average and you could put him on your field pretty regularly. He was back in the big comeback and we've seen a rancid start to the year for for him, for Danny Butler. He put together an okay performance in this, 78 points. Is is that going to get it done for you or is this a flash of the pan as well? I think we really need to see how St Kilda are going to perform. Is this going to be the St Kilda we expect from now mm. on or are they going to fluctuate a bit? Because when they're playing well, he's generally one of the guys who's on the end of the goals. Now, we saw three goals he kicked and most of them were late, weren't they, when they were making their kind of- It was. It was yeah, basically, yeah. I reckon they might have almost all been in the second half. It was yeah, like Dan so, Butler, Dan Butler, Dan Butler yeah, sort of thing. I seem to remember this. So, um, look, they need- and, and it kind of goes to show like- Look at the first half when West Coast were up and about, wasn't scoring so well. They get on top of things. He starts scoring well. So, it's indicative of uh, St. Kilda and he needs St. Kilda to be performing well to be a viable option. Now, now we need to think about whether St. Kilda are going to keep this up or yep. you know, are they going to go back and revert. To and will Nick Caulfield ever get back to his best? Oh, God, I hope so. He's one of the many – one of my keepers. They've all just started sputting it up like Braden Maynard, Nick Caulfield. Warple, thank for goodness, put up a good score for me today. But uh, I've got so many of these types that have just fallen yep. off a cliff. Look, Nick is one that I just can't explain why he's doing bad. Um, yeah. And he's another guy. If you can't explain it, and he's a top 10 type talent and he's showed it in the past. He's a guy that I'm buying low on. Especially because the way St. Kilda like to move their ball. He's generally, a, well, last year was a player they used on all their switches. Like he yeah. was a go-to guy and it was, yeah. I'd say strange. buy low. Something weird's going on. I think he'll come good. Uh, yeah. Gold Coast Suns versus Carlton. And I'll take this one on too, Heifer there. Uh, Gold Coast with the high marking system. They're, ma- they're making them super relevant this year yeah. um, with their marking system but we're going to see next week or this week this coming week whether that holds up against a quality side in western bulldogs if that does gee you're going to be looking at lips of gold coast suns going forward with their with their system it's very very fantasy friendly but we're going to find out against the dogs who possess the footy it's fantasy friendly but it's not winning them games of football no that's what worries me yeah, that's a good point. It's yeah. a good point. <laughs> but, well, they've been unlucky, though. They have been unlucky with a couple of close games. They've been unlucky for like the last 15 games, but they're only, <laughs> they're only beating North Melbourne. That's about it. This is true. This is true. Uh, Chrissy Burgess, who we mentioned last week, wasn't too bad with the 51, but I don't understand this. We were talking about this pre-pod, Hef. Why do coaches bring in the second spud ruck when they've got one spud ruck? They bring in the second spud ruck to try and counteract having one spud ruck, but in- 
essence, you're just bringing in a guy that's not going to do anything else on the field. Yeah, it's yeah. the Ballenden syndrome. We're well, saying that you, you might as well lose a position and just better it somewhere else instead of having yes. two spuds. Just let Chrissy Burgess go solo. I will say, I did flag this dossier, though, that he would not be the number one ruck after you were spruiking it all weekend last weekend. Yeah. I knew they'd bring someone in to share the Do you reckon loads, Caleb so? Graham holds after his 13 hitouts, and that's about it? Nah, look- it's, it's, it's no, there's no point in even playing him. So your no. your Chrissy Burgess uh, may <laughs> may um, uh, be the sole ruck next week. We'll have to wait and see. Yep. And in the meantime, definitely VC your quality rucks like your big O's um, against Gold Coast because uh, I mean this week you know your Tim English Tim English not your Steph Martin but well maybe your Steph Martin they're you- going to smash Gold Coast when they've only got no one there. Yeah. The other thing is pick up Zach Smith if you're desperate for a ruck. If you if you're a team that just doesn't have a ruck, get Zach Smith off your waivers and just wait, wait that three, month, four weeks. Yeah, yeah, because he's gonna come straight back in. They need a ruck. Ben Ainsworth, seventy eight points. I think is it Case that's a big fan of the great. Yes, man? he is. Well, he he looked a lot better in this game. I don't trust him to be um, consistent, but he played a bit more mid, pushed forward, looked a lot better. Hopefully, going forward, this is the start of him moving into that category where you can field him. Not super confident in Ben Ainsworth, you? Uh, not at this point of game. It just looks like the game's not suiting him at the moment. And in that role, he's not you know, doing as well. He needs a bit, of, bit more midfield time, I think. Yep. Darcy McPherson, spoke about him last week. Really quality, putting together some few games here. 85 points without scoring a goal. Now, was that thing we talked about last week where they were using like you know, using the half forwards as an avenue to goal? Was that something they were doing again? Oh, I reckon you're onto something yeah. there. I, d- I do think... Um, his mark, he's not one that does get involved so a lot in the marks. Yeah. In this game in particular, only the three, but yeah. it's it's okay. He he was more pressuring in this game. Yeah, he okay. had the nine tackles. That That's the thing. This game had a lot of pressure in it. You see 10 tackles from Green with 13 from Took. That's been sort of an anomaly this season. There was quite a few tackles yeah. in this game, but going both ways. You know, you had nine from Cripps, seven from Walsh. It was one of those sort of games. So, yeah. I don't know what you can take from it, but I do think Darcy McPherson now, he showed he's going to, be able to score in different ways. Whether last week he was marking, this week he's tackling. I think it's going to hold him in good stead. Just trying to see here, what is he averaging this season? It's uh, what eighty four at the moment. He's very close to two G. I think it's just one of those players we probably want to see. Yeah, we a need bit more. more. We just need maybe one more week, two yeah. more. I reckon sixty three the first round that was, but then he's gone one hundred and two eighty eight eighty five. We need one more week before we can call it one more week. Um, Braden Ferroni, can we mention him quickly? No. I, I reckon there's a couple of guys that he gets to be taking their spot. So, just be flagging that pickup. Just be flagging the stash. You've got Harbrow, Graham, Lemons, who's injured, and Holman. God, he has to get a gig, doesn't he? You never miss an opportunity to mention one of your boys, do you? <laughs> now, I have actually He hasn't noticed. got any love this season. We need to give him some. I've actually noticed that there's no Paddy Dow on this show, Doc, as well. Oh. Actually, not in the Carlton section. There's definitely some of the questions for you, that's for sure. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> don't need to mention him just yet. Um, <laughs> Sam Flanders, uh, he, he came off the, as the sub, limited time on ground. Uh, if he Speculative ad for him if he does get a full game next week. Yeah, well, he's got the fantasy pedigree, I think, from uh, the junior days, or I think it was half decent anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Carlton, Matt Cottrell has the wing role now by the looks. 81 points, 19 disposals, five marks and a snag. Bit of a cult figure. Doesn't excite me too much from fantasy, but worth mentioning. Any interest from you? No. Nah. All right. Sam petrovsky Satan, on the other hand, 96 points and 10 marks. Only 290 meters, uh, 219 metres gained from his 15 kicks. So, that spells to me a lot of just cheap possessions in the back line. Yep. Do the, do the Blues do this though now or is this a syndrome of playing against Gold Coast and them sort of allowing a few chip marks themselves? Well, I think that's same. what it is. It's kind of the way Gold, Gold Coast play. They hold things up and try to stop you from moving the ball and then it kind of is a bit of a flow on where- 
you know, we saw it in round one with West Coast. And I think we heard they play last with the Crows, I think, as well. They did a similar yeah. type thing. Um, I mean, West Coast and Gold Coast, they just both had the same style and they were both just chipping it back and forth and yeah. then going forward. But I think. think that kind of forces um, like teams to do the same, like to pick and wait because they yeah. kind of use that time to like zone up as well. So I think it, t- it forces coach, uh, teams so to do that. So does this some- just spell defenders against Gold Coast now? Perhaps. I think we need more of a sample size. Um, but yeah, perhaps. Yep, streaming those defenders. Yeah, we did see a lot of defenders for Carlton do well, including Sam Pachowski. Seton, he's the young gun, though, that we've always wanted to see pop. Mark Murphy, 82 points, wound back the clock. Does he get forward status? Should be very close. I reckon round six, he gets forward status and probably becomes relevant. He looked pretty good in this. Yep, Um, And then just quickly, Ed Kerno, in the absence of uh, Zach Williams getting a stack of CBAs, he's always, he's never going to be 2G for P, is he? he He's got that name that just, just doesn't quite get it done but I think once his average is over he may have been his average would qualify him but yeah. he's just not got that sexy name does he no oh, he's the kind of player that no one would really want to go after and no one really wants to get rid of him because he's scoring too well anyway yeah so he would be 2G4 I reckon I'd be selling uh, Zach Williams will come back in and take his CBAs yep. um, Lockie Fogarty though uh, Fogarty my bad Fogarty my bad, <laughs> Lockie Fogarty. I got to, I did get a bit of stick from uh, some mates about how I always pick up K's on uh, how he mispronounces names, and then had you on last week and let you get away with it uh, all all night. So did I? Oh, yeah, the Burgess and oh Chrissy Burgess, yeah, but Fogarty. that's that's an, that's an intentional Chrissy Burgess. But uh, Lockie Fogarty, sixty four points, wasn't up to that uh, that almost borderline two GFP we announced last week. Uh, did we give oh borderline two G four P? Did we yeah. give it to him? No, I don't think we did. I think it was too early. I don't think so. But uh, if we did, I'm taking it back anyway. He's going to do way better than this, though. I wouldn't be too uh, concerned with him. Yeah, uh, Collingwood GWS. So, Hef, you want to take that one away? Yeah, look at this one. Um, look, Chris Main had 94 points. He's playing a nice role on the wing. It's something that we probably thought Dacos would be playing a lot more, but uh, yeah, Chris Main kind of seems to be playing it too. So, um, yeah, one you could get. I've just got him here because he's one you could actually get super cheap to help you win a flag if you're pushing for one. There would be coaches not asking a lot for him um, <laughs> at the moment. So, uh, if yep. he can kind of play the same role and keep scoring, you could get him for a pack get of chips. Get Ed Kerno and. Chrissy Main and you'll uh, you'll be winning that flag. Seriously, in keeper leagues, <laughs> that's how they won. Like yep. you've just got to get those last few positions on your field or your last, you know, few the worst players to be eighty averages, and yep. these are the kind of guys that can do it. So, um, Jack Majden or Madgun or Mad Gun, as some people call him, <laughs> uh, eighty-seven points. Um, seemed to play. Uh, seemed like he was playing on the wing this week, which was a bit strange. Really? He was a lot further up the ground. Um, even kicked the goal, which was crazy. Um, Twenty-five oh, right. disposals and fifteen of them by foot. Um, as a defender option, if this kind of role and playing this far up the ground kind of continues for him, uh, it could be a super handy pickup. But never would have well, picked so it. So what was Side bottom playing inside then? Uh, oh, not really sure. He was kind of, side bottom was just usual oh, side bottom. Taylor, kind of Taylor Adams went out, so maybe yeah, he must have went up there. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the cause it because side bottom kind of floats around everything. I think side bottom was forward a little bit as well uh, for some of the game as well. So um, yeah, I don't really know what caused it, but it's probably something to do with Taylor Adams. Yeah, um, Josh Dacos. He only had 75 points. Uh, I reckon just watch for a position change in the next few weeks because he's playing a lot of the game up forward. I know his heat map doesn't look like it is. But anytime he's doing something relevant, he's in the forward lines. So, yeah, I just, that's something to flag for the next week. You, you felt like you had something to say then. Oh, yeah. I, I saw Braden Sire got subbed out early too. So, Sire, as well. and Sire and Adams going out of the inside mid. Maybe that's why we saw the wingers go inside and then uh, Madgen get that wing time. But yeah. But they also have like a few players that kind of float through there as well. Like just because, you know, one person plays on the wing doesn't mean they rotate a few through there. Yeah, well, yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Um, with that, what, why, why do they play Sire if he's sick? I have no idea. 
Did you hear about that? No, I Apparently didn't. Apparently he had uh, gastro, but they put it, but old Bucks put him out there and played him the twenty eight out and then shot him the twenty eight percent time on ground and then dragged him. It's like, <laughs> what are they? What that's weird. That's so weird. I don't know. Maybe Bucks saw this as a, a game that was in danger and they needed the best side on the park, but still went down. I don't really know. Strange scenes. Uh Lockie Ash though, moving on to Jet OS, hundred and twenty two points. Just had the best role for fantasy, just mopping up across half back, um, getting involved in all the play. Uh, defenders against Collingwood, the old uh, draft doctor's adage yeah. there um, you know there's the, all the slow ball movement that they kind of GWS kind of use as well the chip uh, mark slow play they don't rush it into their forward lines or anything like that so he had 28 disposals 20 kicks 8 handballs 11 marks the kid's just going to be fantasy jet if he goes over 80 next week he's too good for the podcast and I think he will yeah that's, that's, he's killing it yep Callum Ward 121 points uh, saw him play a bigger role in the midfield last week or this week with the um, with Canelio out and that was a big bump in his scoring we'll probably continue as long as Canelio's out as well so I'm not sure of the longevity of it uh, throughout the season how long is Canelio out for uh, a while, I think it's another serious injury. Yeah. So he's gone for quite some time. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I noticed that in the center bounces, doing the center bounce article on keeperleaguepod.com.au. Comes out every Wednesday. Check it out then. Every Wednesday for oh, the CBAs. With the two tables as well, the last week versus yeah. previous week comparisons and also the season long CBA comparisons. Lots of fantastic numbers there. Very handy just to see a couple of role changes. But Callan, Callan Ward was one that was on there. Um, I think I might have been mentioning someone else, though, when I did flag his name. But You're talking him, about Hopper. Him, then, Hopper, yeah. and oh, I was actually talking about Josh Kelly, That's who, right. who went to 0%, who's- yep. Um, a forward. He might be back to pod if he, <laughs> yeah. well, he might be forward. Yeah, yeah he well. might get forward status. But yeah. anyway, regardless of him, uh, Callan Ward took the inside minutes, which was a surprise. Yep. Um, people might have thought Tom Green, who's another Keeper League favourite, um, might have got those points and minutes, but he just doesn't get the time on ground. Nah, and so, Callan yeah. Ward is, is the guy at the moment. Um, if that continues, he's going to be super relevant. Yeah, seems like it. Um, we'll move on to Jeremy Finlayson. So, he had 81 points, and I'm surprised they took this long to play him, to be honest. And Riccardi, too, for that matter, but he didn't score as well. Um, the thing I liked about him in the preseason was he was playing a backup ruck role. So, yep. going forward and then going into, the, um, going into the ruck. So, he did it in this game as well. Also got the back of four goals on the end of four goals as well. So, not going to do that each week. But, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be a top 10 forward or anything like that. But I do like him as a, an occasional streamer option or a loophole option if he can get a consistent role, especially when he's running through the midfield in the ruck role a little bit. Who would have thought playing a key forward in a year where key forwards have seemingly been doing really well is a good idea, Hef? Were they just running with Himmelberg for the last few years? Because they've only yes. got, Yeah, they weren't running with had a Available Finlayson yeah. and um, what's the other guys? Riccardi have been playing in the in the resis. Do you reckon? And Hogan, mind you, still there. I know everyone says this like I could coach better, but <laughs> seriously, like if you're Leon Cameron, like how? Do, what does he yeah. need to do to lose his job? Do you guys? know who? You know, amazingly, who would be a really, really good player in this new setup? I reckon Jesse Hogan would just be perfect. Yeah, if he was, is, he was training again this week, wasn't he? He's been. He's played. Uh, yeah, he's playing the VFL or practice matches practice or whatever's matches, happening yeah. at the moment for them. I've seen pictures of him suiting up in the in the G Dubs. Yep. Uh, he's going. I'd be. I'd be picking him up speculatively if yeah. you need a, need a forward on your bench. Well, he's shown he can score in the past. It's just that he's got to have his head in the right spot. But there's every chance there is uh, this season. That's right. So. That's right. But yeah, no. Um. Yeah. I mean, Finlayson. A couple of key forwards for them. Gee, like. Just jump on and see which one, where they take you, especially with, like you're saying with the uh, backup ruck minutes could be handy. Definitely. Uh, Lucky Keefe, he had 87 points, uh, 14 kicks, one handball, 10 marks, just a tip of the cap. Don't see him doing that too often. Uh, Isaac Cumming had 83 points. Uh, he's averaging 85 at the moment, so he's close to 2G4P, but I think he's just another one that we need, another 
performance from. Well, Whitfield's still to come back in. We've got to remember exactly. that as well. I mean, and he's that's only coming back soon. Four weeks away, I think. Three and I four. think Ash gets less affected. Yeah, oh, who gets more affected by him? Maybe Ash does get more affected than coming. No, oh, there was someone else I was thinking as well, but his name is escaping me right now. But uh, at the moment, they seem to be the two that are playing the most similar role. So, um, probably coming, yeah. I think Ash is someone they really want to get the ball in their hands at the moment. Yep. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, move on to North Melbourne versus Adelaide. I watch this at the moment. I don't know. I've been the biggest Crows hater my whole life uh, being a player <laughs> supporter. I'm just really enjoying watching them play at the moment. Yeah. I know their performance wasn't that great today, but there's just so many fantasy options or just like keeper league options in their side at the moment. So it's good fun to watch. Um, we'll start with North Melbourne though. So Aaron Hall had 123 points and he basically played Luke McDonald's for the role Luke McDonald played last year for the majority of the game. So that And would have played in this game yeah, had he not get got injured, injured in two minutes into the game. Exactly. So just the Halfback role, just getting up the ground too, so pushing right up uh, between uh, up to the kind of fourth fifty as well. Um, just was everywhere throughout the game. He's taking kickouts. He's a legit option after we kind of faced yes. him last week as well. So especially with McDonald, look like he's going to be missing again. We know he can do it. Yeah, I know. He's and a- now that he's got, free, it seems like he's got free reign. David Nova's just been like, yeah, whatever. Just, yeah. <laughs> just do what you got to do, Holly. Yeah. Like, just go, go, go just for it. Just make us look less shit, please. He's he's gonna carve at times. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely. I mean, Luke McDonald going down changes everything for a little definitely. bit. You know, if he's out for a while huge for Hall and uh, Zeebel we'll have to check his uh, ownership percentage but he might be a waiver option uh, Tom Powell uh, 91 points uh, so this is the best game of his career so far plenty of midfield opportunity as well um, North I think we'll just roll with blooding him as much as they can from now on it won't be any of these forward stints like we saw in the first couple of rounds uh, especially with a kind of breakout game like this and it's kind of good to see what North Melbourne can actually do when they're in contention to winning a game as well because I think uh, a few of their players stand up in that situation so Yep, yep. going to be laying some tackles too. I think I think Noble's trying to give him some jobs. Uh, yep. Just, you know, sit on lead or sit on someone and just learn how to play a bit. And he's going to get some tackles like that. Scored really well in this one because he can find his own pill at will. Yeah, no, nah, and, and we know he's like junior fantasy scoring pedigree as well. So for Powell, um, yeah, he's definitely one. Well, he's almost kind of has to be a 2G4P purely because no one's going to probably want to get rid of him right now, but we won't no. call it just yet. Uh, Jaden Stevenson, 85 points, just playing on that wing again. He also kicked uh, a couple of goals. Third quarter, he was everywhere. He was basically- I was going to say, he must have come back because yeah, I yeah. remember checking the score. Like I wasn't watching this super closely. I did, I did check out bits and pieces of this one, but his score was super low. And then I must have tuned out when he went on a tear. Third quarter just went bang. It was absolutely involved in like every passage of play and then kick goals as well awesome. so yeah no it was pretty cool to watch but then reverted to type in the last quarter as well so <laughs> no, the owners wouldn't be too happy but uh look he's probably gonna be 2g4p for this season um because his name is a forward like he's so when he gets sender status it's back to the pod yeah basically oh. like we'll we'll obviously start him next year as 2g4p yeah. give him that chance but uh when he's mid only i think he you're calling it now or what yeah i'm calling it now 2g4p and oh. everyone's gonna everyone's aware of him there's no point talking about him yeah uh now taran thomas I think they were saying pronounce it. Wow. Bad. So that's what all the commentators were calling him today. Not Taron, Taron. Taron like, Thomas. I don't mind that. I know you don't. It's don't. definitely something I'm, I'm surprised you haven't done on, on that bandwagon. Right? I apologise for my blasphemous behaviour. I might call spell him T H A R Y N. Taron. Just to ensure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, right in the show docs. He's looking it. awesome, Taron. Seriously, every commentator, I was just like double taking, like, what they just call him? Taron. Like, and I really, really emphasising the Taron as well. So it was. Uh, I respect it and I respect his scoring and the way he's looking this season. Anyway, 80 points. Look, playing forward more today. Um, Lazaro and Scott were given more time on the wings today. They were kind of just told to run up and down all day. And um, I think this was, you know, mentioned in one of the, uh, the pregame uh, interviews that they were going to be doing this. So um, look, he was good at four though, kicked two goals, scored 80. Um, 
it won't happen when they're getting punished each week. They like won't be kicking goals. So mm-hmm. you probably want to see him playing more on the wing and stuff like that. But, you know, if they can get into a few games and he's playing at forward, he's going to be handy. He's um, such a good long-term stash. He, he looks like the guy that's going to develop so well, but just take time. Yeah, like he's pretty well built for a younger player. He's mm-hmm. athletic. Like, he's going to go okay. I love Tyron. Yeah, Tyron. Um, Adelaide. So, Lockie Shoal had 130 points, uh, 31 touches from 25 kicks. Uh, sorry, 31 touches, had 25 kicks and six handles. So, that's just a great ratio there. Uh, just ran up and down the wing, racked him up all day. Uh, kicked a goal. Could have had a couple more as well. I think he missed a couple goals too. So, he's so close to 2G4P. No, nah, I think he has to be, honestly. Nah, he had one shit week in round okay, two. So, he's got to do at least three weeks. I was, like, I was looking at the Telstra tracker records the other day. I think somebody flagged it on one of the questions um, for either this pod or the pod pod. He, he has like a top 10 record for most kilometers covered already on his resume. I Jeez. think he hit 17Ks in round it one. It makes sense. He was just everywhere one. today. So. so, that just to me spells, you know, especially because a lot of the numbers, a lot of the uh, records are set by Scully. Yeah. Scully was just such an elite runner. But Shoal coming in there, the fact that he's actually loves to find the footy, yeah. that's scary to think that there's a guy out there sprinting around as much as he is that loves a plus six. Absolutely. Um, moving on to the big Texan. So, <laughs> 99 points, kicked three goals early, but it was quiet for the- Well, not quiet for the rest of the game because he kind of worked hard up the ground and just got those, you know, just takes a good pack mark and then gets ball moving forward. So, he just these constant plus sixes. Yeah. And he can do that four times a quarter to know, you know, to get you like 24 points a quarter. So, He's unreal this year. Yeah, and then he you know adds a few goals to that as well. So, um, look, I'm hesitant to make him 2G4P because I just want to see, like I know they played Geelong round one, but I want to see him play some tougher opponents before. Um, but he had a great, he's got a great run over the next few weeks, so I can't see this slowing down. So, might make him tentatively 2G4P for a few weeks. And then well, we'll, if he's we'll not, then you'd be selling him, wouldn't you? So, you say, would you sell Tex right now at this peak Point. No, no, I wouldn't be. You just, you just love what you're saying right now. I, I agree. I would. I don't yeah. think I would either. And but just, I, I don't know. Maybe a smart coach would. Maybe a smart coach thinks this is not sustainable. Goal upon goal weekly. It depends on how cluey your league mates are, but mm. you, you, I reckon you run him over the next few weeks and just go, and he just keeps racking up tons. When he has to start playing against some real tough, you know, you know, key backs, still our tougher sides that are going to restrict the ball movement um, into their forward lines. That's when you sell him because people probably won't look yeah. ahead. It just depends yeah. what you can get. If you're getting an awesome return, I'd say do it. If not, yeah. Hey, he ended uh, the rolling 22 from Roy last week. So, wow. yeah, that's a big call. That's, that, big, that's a big huge ups. call. I yeah. love that. I love that though. Yeah. Uh, Harry Schoenberg, uh, 98 points. And this was a career game, but his score was boosted by two junk time goals though. So, we've got a random uh, question later on from a, a listener called um, Arlen Kaisler. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, at TKLKs um, about Schoenberg. So we'll answer that a bit later on. But really, like Schoenberg, I know a few people are getting up and about and getting into me because I've been trash talking him. And I haven't even been trash talking him. I think he's actually going to be a legitimately good player, just not a fantasy one. That's all. Um, but anyway, his score was boosted by two junk time goals. It was his best game by far, but he could only manage 20 touches and spend a lot of time on the bench. So the tank's not there. Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to really increase. I think, the, I think well. the, and they're different players, but. The comparison for me for scoring punch would be a guy like James Jordan from Melbourne. I, I don't think I actually put him in, in the show doc, but James Jordan, the fact that he's getting sick, that 60% time on ground in games where things are going your way, you have a chance to score 80 to 100 yeah. like this game. In games where it's not going your way today against Geelong, uh, James Jordan got you 20. Yeah. It's going to be similar for Schoenberg. If you're still just going to stay at- He had 66% time on ground in this game, which is awesome for points per minute. Yeah, definitely. Um, You'd be super happy if you put him on field, but- 
yeah, not not a sustainable score for me. No. Nah. My my player I liken him to is someone like Ollie Wines. Like, and I think if he can maximise his potential, that's where he kind of gets to. But I'm not sure if he even gets that far to be like an Ollie Wines type scorer where you're kind of averaging, you know, I know he's gone 100 before, but usually around the 90 mark, sometimes around the 80 mark. As a mid only, I think there's just better out there that you can invest in right now. I, I do see it. A, a good future for him. Definitely. Not, yeah. I'm, I just think this particular season, if you're rebuilding and you want to grab Schoenberg after this, yeah. go for it. If you're trying to win this season or if you're sort of just trying to have a really good option to put on your field this season, I think there's definitely better options out there. My thing, like, I know there's a lot of people that kept him like this year on an average, a BCV average of around 50 or something like that, especially in like low um, low range keeper league. Like we're going to keep 16, he was kept in our league and then there was another one where he was, we keep kind of small numbers and he was kept. Like I just think if you're giving up you, you'll find another player like him in like with the same kind of potential in every year's draft. Like it's not, yeah. Like it's just not a player that's like super. I'm getting super, super excited about because he, you know, could have the potential to be a 110 average midfielder one day. I just don't see that. So I just rather invest in someone who looks a bit more fantasy friendly. That's all. We'll let Kays defend himself next week. Or is it next week he's back on the pod? Uh, yeah, for now. I might B2P. Have. <laughs> 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 yeah, I might have some, I might have some saying that. No, nah, no, nah, you can come back next week. Um, just a few others from the Crows. Uh, Tom Duda, 85 points. Uh, good game. Took nine marks. I guess North don't really have. Like they've got um, oh, the big fella. What's his name? Um, Larky up there. Um, he's kind of like their number one key forward that they kind of aim for, and he's not super. He's too super raw. So I think well, that's like why a, they put Goldie up there in yeah, this game. Exactly. They and put Goldie. Could be forward. the actual calling for Goldie, really, um, or it could be you know something good for for North Melbourne that they might actually use him as a second key for yeah, it's, it's funny because I think Tom Campbell was a late replacement too. So yeah. he wasn't even expected to be in there, but then Noble decided, oh, well, now we've got him in the squad. Yeah, We're going to chuck Goldie f- forward. At times, it wasn't the whole game. He still played a fair bit of ruck, but it yeah. actually worked well at times for them. Well, this just allowed Duda to kind of just mop up back there yeah. anyway. So um, especially with, uh, yeah, Lucky being the kind of main focal point. So yeah, um, I, I don't know. He's yeah, I don't I don't mind Duda. He's going to be a good keeper league option as like one of your last defenders. So I'd be happy to have him if I owned him. But uh, yeah. What's he scoring? I thought he'd be like. I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's huge. I'll get it up now. Just. Uh, He's averaging sixty-five. Far out. That yeah. surprises me. You thought it'd be bigger. I think. Yeah. I think he's got potential to go. Much Seventy-five. Uh, Seventy after this round. So, yeah, like I said, he's the last offender. You take that for now. Yeah. He could go I, bigger though. I think he'll go. I think he'll do. A lot I think better. the issue is like sometimes he just has to genuinely lock down, which is going to fluctuate that average. Yep. Fair yeah. Enough. Especially with um. Oh, fuck, I'm, I'm drawing blanks tonight. Uh, the key defender that's been around forever who just got announced he was injured for ages. Talia, goddamn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm big on I, – I like Dude as a as a 75 to 80-plus defender th- like this season. So, I'm surprised he's doing that bad. I, I, I'd consider – yeah, I'd, I'd take him in my team. Yeah, definitely. Um, Andrew McPherson, 77 points. Uh, finally showed us something, um, but he really needs to back it up this week, I think. Anyway, let's move on to Melbourne versus Geelong. Alrighty, on to Melbourne versus Geelong. And uh, you, you wouldn't have seen this game. Um, there was this umpire. I, I'd love to see if any listeners heard this or watched this. And he might have been on more more broadcasts, but I haven't heard him before. He's got a super deep voice. <laughs> and every time he says stand, it's like, stand, stand. <laughs> and it was just, <laughs> it, was, it was super obvious to me and I loved it. I hope somebody else noticed it and um, can get back to me on that. But I, was, I, was up. Yeah. I was cracking up every time I heard it. It was, it was very funny. Uh, but Melbourne, they're the real deal this year. Um, they're looking good. I thought they might be given their... They've sort of just got everything you need in modern footy in this new game where they've got the forwards, they've got the 
that you, you need a couple of elite players in each line. I think they've got that, yeah, especially definitely. when they get Ben Brown and stuff back. So, yeah. Cozzy Pickett, again, talking about him. They seem to be ramping up his midfield usage already. I want to check that out and centre bounces to make sure I'm onto that. But he's so damaging around stoppages and tight spaces and then he moves forward. But when Oliver and Petrarca get attention, they can just chuck him in there and he's a little bit just weaves in and out of stoppages and can get some nice clearances. Um, I think he's got a similar role to Jack Higgins when he bursts into the midfield. Just harder to guard though. And he, he could actually be a genuine scorer and fieldable this season with Melbourne looking legit. What do you think? Oh, I'm still a bit sceptical. Players of just just on history, players of his type just aren't great scorers. But Yeah, so the players I sort of compare him to would be Jack Higgins, a bit of an Isaac Rankin, even Papley, when when they sort of put him into the midfield I'm talking about. Yeah. See, all and those- they, all those guys didn't, but I've got yeah. a little bit more confidence in Cozzy. I don't know. I just go on trends, those types. So, I'd, I'd want to see it more consistently over a bit more time, I think. Mm. Just be nice to, nice to be able to get scoring out of a player that looks that good so you can watch Definitely. him every week as well. We'll wait and see on that. Yeah. Uh, Alex Neil Bullen wasn't a great score in this one, but he had super low time on ground. He's a guy- Elite Tank did pretty well in the year that they were good in 2018 and looks back to his best this season. He's in that role that we're talking about that Darcy McPherson has, that high half forward and goes in for some centre bounces. I don't know what was with the low tog, but- Is that unusual for him? I don't really- You're more on top of the time on ground. I'll have to check into it, but I know I know he he's one of the time trial monsters. Like yeah, okay. Neil Bullen's always up there with his time trial. So, it's kind of surprised me that he- he was down. The thing is the with the time on ground. ground and like everyone's saying, oh, Harry Schoenberg's so good because he scored this in 66% time on ground. It's like sometimes those players just don't get more time on ground. They're not capable of playing more time mm. on ground. They're so gassed. Yeah, yeah actually, well, more. he's been pretty low this year, which yeah. is surprising me. That's he's what I mean. 74, like, 76, 68, 68. Everyone gets so pumped up on this low time mm. on ground thing, but it's like it's not always the be on the middle. Sometimes they can't play more because their tank's not there. But like you said, he is an elite runner. So, well, so in 2017, he averaged 81 and 2018, 78. Yeah, and he's getting good numbers in low tog. So, yeah, if the uh, if the low tog's there, I just wanted to flag him as a you know, I don't I don't mind Alex Neil Bullen, A and B nibbler, uh, Bailey Frisch, Bailey Fritch. That's probably a bit better. Can't yeah. do Fritch. That that one really gets me. Uh, Ninety points. His big first uh, first big score of the season, but he's been getting weekly snags, and I like his high mark game style. Uh, do you reckon he's going to be? A, a fieldable, not streamable, but fieldable option, especially if Ben Brown and Wiedemann come back in, he sort of takes the third defender. Yeah, I think there needs to be less attention on him for him to be good. And I think when those guys come back, um, well, Ben Brown especially comes back, he doesn't have to kind of play as that kind of quasi key forward. Mm. I think he's probably one to look at when those guys do come back. Yeah, in. and he got nine in this one. So hopefully, yeah. I mean, those guys are possibly coming back soon, both uh, VFL played VFL this week, I believe. So Yeah, okay. So Ben Brown or Sam Wedman could be back soon. So keep an eye on that one. Could be good for Frisch. Could also be good for those two players. Frisch. 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 <laughs> Stephen May went out early in the game. So I think Tomlinson just went to Hawkins, didn't really affect much. The one thing I noticed in this that really got me got me tempted here. Angus Brayshaw went to half back. Yeah. And he I played in the know, back line. Heard about this, yeah. In this game. Um was that just due to May going down? They needed to shuffle the decks around. Tomlinson goes to the key forward. They bring back Brayshaw. It doesn't seem like a like for like. That's what I was going to say. They're not really a like for no, like. Like it, it seemed. It seems like what they just brought him back there to play. But who went to like? He obviously didn't go to whoever May was playing on. So it was no, um, no, no. Yeah. So Hawkins. So 
Yeah, who went to who went to Hawkins after that, and do they bring I mean, another yeah. key after that? Just, we have to figure that one out. But just yeah. see, keep an eye if, if Brayshaw plays defence next week because if he has DPP, gosh, it could, it could be could be the saving grace for long suffering owners of the Gussie Brayshaw train because he's been a tough keeper league own over the past couple of years since his massive season. Uh, that would be nice to get DPP. Another guy, Jake Melksham, low Tom and ground. As you know, I like my Tom and ground in return. He Love scored it. okay, and he was another guy that sort of was that streamer slash solid player back when Melbourne were actually good. So, if he's on a waiver, you know, I'd, yeah, I wouldn't be super stoked picking him up, but um, I'd definitely use him as a little a loophole maybe or a streamer if you've got super deep options. Trent Rivers, for me, seems like a great buy low and stash though. Um, it's only going to take one injury for him to pop. And other than that, if you can stash him as well, he's a guy that doesn't have a huge average next to his name, but is a star of the future. So, that, they're the guys you want to buy if you're trying to stash him, if you're trying to get <laughs> players back into your team. I just feel like every week we just say, oh, Trent Rivers played, didn't go so well, but he's going to be a gun of the future. It's, ah, ha- it's happened every week so far. See, you can just see. I know. I know. But you want to, we want to start seeing some fantasy scoring soon, don't we? I don't think you do have to this year. They're stacked, I, you know? I know, I know. But, like, we've got lots of second like, Look at the GWS guys, well. Lockie Ash and Cumming. And you, you get a exodus of players, bang, they go pop. I think you can just get the same thing from Melbourne. If a couple of their users leave, if they maybe change Jaden Hunt, nah, you're no good, mate. Go VFL or play forward. It's straight away. It's just Rivers is going to be- his, his use level goes up and he's just going to get better. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Big, big fan. I know. No, don't, sorry. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a big fan too. I think he's going to be a gun, but I think there's only going to be so long that he can keep playing without putting up a fantasy score of note. Like, I know you mentioned um, Ash and Cumming, but at the same time, those guys weren't playing at all last year or very rarely. Was Ash playing? I know Cumming wasn't. Yeah, Ash played. Yeah. Bit. Cumming wasn't though, but then he's the kind of just got The thing he's a second year player. Yeah. Um, so and- is Ash. <laughs> sorry? <laughs> so is Ash. And he's getting, guess what? Low time on ground. Yeah, okay. Maybe okay. he's a low time on ground player. 67% TOG, 58 points. I think some people just read way too much into low time on ground sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes it's just like they're low time on ground because they can't run out full games. I don't. Think but I don't Trent, think Trent Rivers no. is that kind of person. What I'm saying, Hef, you've got to get your buy lows in keepers and I'm saying Trent Rivers is your man. Okay. Geordie Clark, another guy who's, gee, he's been disappointing this year from <laughs> scoring perspective. He had yet another role change. Guess where he was playing this time, Hef? Uh, no idea. Forward. Okay. Okay. He was playing on a half forward flank. It actually looked like it suited him despite a crappy score yet again. 10 disposals, 59 points. Call me crazy, Hef. Still buying those stocks. Okay. Even though he could even get dropped. I think if he doesn't get dropped, I think he would get it. You're finally a good score this week. The way that like they're just throwing him anywhere. It's like, just try here. See if you can do something here. And it's just not working. He just looks so good. (laughs) My God. Especially that beautiful haircut. Um, I was surprised he got 10 touches. Looked good in the forward role. I think it really does suit him compared to where he's been played so far. So, I reckon he'll keep his spot. Tom Atkins, 88 points. And he's being a bargain this year so far as a forward option. Yeah. Um, playing in defence. I was going to say, like, he's what you wanted Geordie Clark to be scoring. Like, Oh, yeah. That's what you wanted. You, oh, absolutely. Like you picked, More, the, wrong, yeah. you picked I mean, the wrong guy. We did. <laughs> we did. I was pretty big on Tom Atkins in draft, though. Yeah. So, um, as a forward option, he's absolutely living up to expectation. The weird thing in this, I, I don't think this has happened previous weeks. Uh, Jack Henry moved into the forward line in this game. So, he was their second key forward behind Hawkins, probably trying to make a makeshift player to stay there yeah, okay. for Jeremy Cameron. Obviously, he's not a scorer. I just wanted to mention him there because it does free up a spot in the back line if he does stay as a forward so okay. in this game it was Zach Guthrie he got a chance didn't do great but um, 
I quite I, th- I think there was a different look look that they had there with him there. Just on that, Jeremy Cameron was a test named as test this week, so he could be very close to coming back in as well. Yeah, it was just it was just weird seeing him up there, and I thought he played well, Jack Henry, despite a crap score. Sam Minigola stinking it up with his scores. It's two G four P. Is he though? First week he got injured, and halfway through the game. Yeah, but like last year he didn't set the world on fire. Last he? year he was almost all Australian. Last year he was like in the squad. He like averaged like in the not high nineties. <laughs> well, BCV, I'm pretty sure. He's 2G for P, uh, Hef. I don't know what you're talking way about. Way 2G for P. Um, <laughs> at least I didn't call him Menengola. Yeah, uh, well, I wouldn't be surprised right. if you did. At least uh, you got something right there. Quinton Narkle <laughs> wasn't great. Sparkles. Took, took the constable role, didn't show a heap. And Mark O'Connor, back to earth. In the 20s, even though he tagged Oliver, he was soundly beaten by Clayton and the, the mock lock might be over. I, don't know, I just wanted to check whether he was all Australian. I'm pretty sure he was like on the squad and he was pretty close <laughs> to like making it. Because I, I own him in my league. So he was like, last year I remember Kays and all my league mates were saying um, he was not best 22 anymore because he didn't play one of the finals or something like that. Got dropped before one of the finals. Uh, uh, but he was actually just injured, I think. We and averaged then, um, 82 and that's non-adjusted that's last a, that's year. That's 100. <laughs> that's a, over 100 average. He might be 2G for pay. <laughs> yeah, I think he would be. He's yeah. back to back to the pot is what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's playing pretty bad. Yeah. Right? Anyway, uh, the Fremantle versus Hawthorne game. Uh, we didn't get a good chance to uh, look at it because uh, Doss was driving here and we were getting things set up for the pod. But uh, just having a look at a few players, if uh, the website would actually let me into it. Um, here we go now. All right, so looking at uh, looking at Fremantle. So, oh, yeah, Matt Tabernard. He was a week. His kicking goal was early. He didn't score for the game, but... He's a player that just kind of gets you 80 most weeks um, when he's up and about, especially when Fremantle when they win. So I don't mind Matt Tabernard as an option. Uh, Blake Agers on the wing as well had 82 points. So it's his first good game for the year, I reckon, yeah. Blake Agers. A lot of coaches out there actually wanting him to uh, score quite well. Um, not a lot of big, other big scores for uh, Fremantle, but the big one for Hawthorne we need to talk about is Chenkuth Jarth. He is getting very close to 2G. Yes, and... A nice remedy kombucha drinking game with your 20% off might be how many times we've mentioned 2G for P this, this particular well, episode. It happens every week, don't worry. I reckon, but uh, yeah. The yeah, aim of the game is to get 2G for P. That's what you want. CJ is killing it. Ben Keyes, um, when we interviewed him, actually said, I hope I get 2G for P status <laughs> this year. And he's got it. And I kind of want to text him and uh, let him know. <laughs> let him know. Yeah, Chankuth's on his way for yeah. sure. Will Day out? Does he come back and affect it in, what, six, seven weeks? He's uh, ages away. The thing is, next year, it's almost- it might almost be a one-year wonder because you've got Sicily coming back, yeah, days exactly. there. But for now, he's absolutely carving and you've got yourself a gem. Yeah. Um, the other one that uh, is in there at the moment is Jack Scrimshaw as well. He plays a very, very similar role. He's scoring pretty well fantasy-wise as well. So, there's just so many of those types, I mean. Scrimshaw uh, and Jath uh, screwed Blake Hardwick's chance of becoming super relevant this yeah, year as well. So, Scrimshaw much. back in the side has killed uh, any possibility of that. But the fact he's... Oh, we, we actually mentioned as well. I was watching the game. CJ had a bit of observable thirst. He did, actually. He yeah, sprinted some- past for a plus six, got ignored, was waving his arms about. He was about. pissed off about it. He was pissed. He was not in a great spot, so that's what you like to see. Yeah. Observable <laughs> thirst. Uh, Jarman MP though, uh, he is named as a forward this year. Is that right? Yeah. And he's playing off the halfback, but scoring super, super well. Dominating. So, 97 points for him. As well, and uh, yeah, not a lot. No, the Warple was back this game. That 2G, was big. 2G4P. Warple? Yes. 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> people, was, be, people be happy that he's back because he was stinky. He was on his way to B to, B to P. Again, he was only playing Fremantle. So, yeah, there's a few other ones, though, just a few good scores. Harry Morrison is someone who was in a lot of drafts this year, yeah, 85. Daniel Howe's gone 80 again, and we've been talking about him, and I think he had a little bit of time off the ground uh, with a bit of an injury as well. So, um, yeah, he's another one that uh, I'm looking at with great interest because he's always shown someone who's shown signs but never quite got there. So, uh, yeah, there's a few Hawthorne players there. All right, on to the projections segment of the podcast. A lot of good feedback about this uh, recently, Dossie. Uh, oh. A lot of people liking the, uh, or, you know, throwing a few uh, throwing a few lines out there, see if we can get any correct. So, yeah. good fun. No, so. I'm doing it myself, mate. It's All good right. to be here. Well, on the back of that, uh, who have you got for your captain option this week? Look, it might be a bit loose. It doesn't follow your projections at all. But okay. this is Dossie's remedy gut feel okay. for the week on his captain. And it's uh, humor cluggage. Coming off 118 and 113 in his last two games, he's probably the ideal person we would have thought thrived in this new kicking system, open sort of corridors, open availabilities of those plus sixes. He's a guy that gets inside and outside for his possessions. Um, I'm just big on the clugger and, you know, versing Essendon this week, I reckon he's going to get off the chain. Yeah, I don't mind that, uh, especially given the opposition. I'm going to go for uh, Luke Parker in the old Battle of the Bridge against GWS. Uh, averages 90 against them. Uh, averages 93 at the SCG as well. Big 126 last week. Uh, I think he's averaging 109 from his past three as well. The big thing, though, when you adjust it for BCV, last year he had 135 against GWS. So Huge. I think he's a great captain option that not everyone will be thinking about straight off the bat. So. I love that one. That'll be a big one. And they are loophole uh, Hef. Moving on there, I'm going to go with the Thursday night game, Dan Butler versus Richmond. Mm-hmm. His old side, come, he's had some rancid scores this year, so you don't want to be putting him straight on the field in case he dishes you up something ugly again. But he's coming off a bounce back 78 points in his last game against the Eagles versus his old side, the Tigers. Thinking about a cheeky bit of a bit of action there. What did he get last time against the Tigers there? Uh, Have you got that on hand? I can get it for me. Just give me two seconds. Uh, look up Butler. He had 89. Sorry about the long pause there. 89 against uh, Tigers last time. BCV. See? That's why you loophole him. <laughs> I'm going to go with now to go back to actually my uh, player that I was looking at. I'm going for Jared Brander. So I'm going to give you some reasons why, but Dossie's uh, throwing me off here. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Um, Okay, basically, um, so he's averaging 77 from his past three. He is playing against Collingwood at the MCG. He only averages 67 there, but it's not too bad for a, for a player like him. Um, but I think just the fantasy-friendly nature of a matchup against Collingwood, I like him. We've got him projected to score uh, 78, so I don't mind loopholing that and see if you can, you can use that. Uh, he's listed as a forward, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he yeah. is, and he's he got some. I told you, he got some center bounces. Yeah, yeah. He, and a mate of mine uh, was up and about late because in our draft league, he had him on field, and he was like, he was getting real excited late in the game, and he kept bobbing up in that last quarter. So, good, yeah. good things to come, I think. Yeah, so I think that's a, a decent option for a loophole, at least. And you know, just take seventy eight from your F five for sure. Absolutely. Uh, the streamer for the week here. Now, this is a guy that you're probably getting frustrated with, and I'm only calling him a streamer because you're probably going to be dumping him on your bench this week if you are an owner, just frustrated at anything. And it's a guy I talked about earlier, Geordie Clark. Now, 
He got that move up to the forward line this week. I reckon that might stay, sort of filling filling in for the Shawnee Higgins while he's out. But don't bench him because he's versing the Ruse this week. And get this, Hef, he averages 95 against the Ruse. Oh, that's a pretty decent time. Uh, Not just that, though. I think moving up forward, wait, it actually helped his game. How many games is that? Like one or two? He's had one game and he scored 95 against them? Probably. <laughs> and we, ta- we take it. The data's real. Yeah, um, no, got to go uh, with that. Despite the really bad score, I think him forward helped. It was just the nature of this game. The ball didn't come forward that much. He's really good out the back. So, if they get it over the top, he can run into open goals. I think Geordie Clark is actually going to be a surprisingly good scorer this week against the Ruse. All right, my uh, streamer option is the big buddy, Franklin. So, um, reason being, averages 87 against uh, GWS and also averages 93.3 at the SCG. Uh, he looked good last week. Looked like he was kind of back in form with a, with a 71. Um, I think if we just give him a few more weeks and a, a run like this, who GWS aren't the greatest side going around at the moment, I think he'll, they're a team he might get on top of and, uh, yeah. No, I love that. Yeah, get on Callum Ward. His, his centre bounces are up. He's back in the midfield where he's where he's scored well in the past. Franklin, but that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just gave away my next one, Dossie. <laughs> <laughs> that shows my active listening abilities. Dossie uh, had uh, round one of his footy season uh, last yesterday, and he's feeling a bit tired and sore. I'm absolutely cooked. And that's actually, why men of goalers uh, are not an option, even though he was an All Australian last year. All that sort of stuff. I watched yeah. him smash a uh, uh, Red Bull. I mean, a uh, uh, caffeine infused remedy kombucha. Um, <laughs> the ones that they are, and before the game and uh, uh, before the podcast, just to watch him perk up a little bit. But I think it's starting to wear off now. That's I'm all. still, I'm very cooked. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we'll go to my waiver and uh, Callan Ward. <laughs> when it's Franklin, yeah. No, my, my waiver option is Callan Ward. Uh, uh, purely for what we mentioned on the pod um, was just uh, the CBA bump we're seeing from him um, at the moment. Uh, that's with Cornelio out. And we think it could be real over the next few weeks. But uh, I reckon definitely against um, de- definitely against the old nemesis uh, Sydney this week. The other thing is as well, um, he averages 90 against them in the past as well. And yeah, just that big 121 he scored last week. Um, I think he's going to go okay this week. Yep. Uh, gee, nearly done here, Hef, aren't we? Uh, Jake Lever. I'm bringing in as my wave wire pickup. And you know how I do every time I do um, the waivers on this? All I do is go to my listener league, keeper from the old draft doctor's day, yep. and see Statesman because he's the only one that cares in, in that <laughs> league. And it's uh, it's his team constantly adding people. And I just have a look at who the great man adds every week. And there's about 10 people versus nobody else adding anyone. What a great resource. Can we scrape that publisher on our website? <laughs> stream you you really week? should. Yeah. So the great man's picked up Jakey Lever this week. And it's no doubt that it's because Stephen May out with that gruesome uh, eye socket injury. I'm guessing that could leave him on the sidelines for a while. Obviously, a statesman team, which is named Butters Up, um, thinks that that's going to be a winner for him. So, um, obviously, the interceptor for Melbourne, um, Stephen May out. He scored okay, 73 against Geelong. You'd think that bumps up. And he's versing Hawthorne this week, who I think he could get, get on the back of some nice marks there. All right, that's our uh, projections for the week. So take those into account. And uh, when setting your lineups and picking up waivers this week, there could be some uh, gold for you there. All right, Dossie, we're pretty much done, mate. We just got a couple of segments to get through. So just hang tight, mate. No worries, uh, mate. All right, uh, before we move on to the questions, um, we've got an Apple review. So can you just please um, keep these coming in if you can? Uh, basically, um, they help us climb the charts if you do them. So a few five stars and a, uh, and a, and a, and a hopefully positive review. Um, chuck that in and uh, yeah, we might go all right. Uh, Dossie, do you want to 
read this review from uh, Blackson. Between the gold standard production values, golden voices, and nuggets of gold given to the listeners, these guys have proven to be their weight in gold. Worth their weight in gold, Hef. The boys have shown continual improvement in content quality and podcast flow since their inauguration, to the point that they are now clearly the number one AFL fantasy podcast. A must-listen week-to-week with their enjoyable banter and helpful info, a highlight being the listener questions and Dossie. Appreciate all the hard work and keep it up. I don't see Dossie written in there. I like that. that Thanks for the shout out there, (laughs) Uh, Blackson. I appreciate that. I don't think I've even been on the pod when you wrote that, but uh, yeah, appreciate that one, mate. (laughs) All right. Uh, I think you got selective reading there, mate. But anyway, uh, if you like our work as much as uh, Blackson does there, uh, perhaps consider becoming a member. Um, All the members basically support the operations of this podcast and keep keep uh, serving it up to you each week. So if you enjoy it, please consider becoming a member. Um, If you do sign up as a member, you get access to all of our great premium resources, which includes the weekly Waiver Wire podcast, who I think I'll have a special guest on tomorrow at this stage. I will have another special guest on. Um, We've got projections, State League fantasy scores, which are now up on the website as of now, um, and weekly updates of the breakout tracker. So if you sign up now, you get it for 12 months of Access, so that means you get uh, all of next year's preseason as well. But each week we read out some gold members. So here they are this week. Um, thank you to Luke Hiscock, Tom Oates, uh, Greg Watt, Stephen Evans, and Brent Costello. All right, on to the listener questions. Got to get through these before Dossie falls asleep at the desk here. So we'll get through them quickly. Um, at Trav014 asks, Gus Brayshaw, being given the other wing and looks like he's been playing an attacking role, came B2P last year. Can he go 2G4P again? Has he been playing on the wing? Well, he might have been in, in previous weeks. I think he yeah. has, but he definitely, I saw him on a half back and playing that role this week. The so f- like Previous years when he's played on a wing, it hasn't been good for his fantasy score. No, you want him inside. He um, needs to be inside. But yeah. as a backman, I actually like that. At least he gets cheap ball. He doesn't have to read the play too much on a wing. He can just sit behind the ball. Melbourne like to sort of use those defenders. So I really like him if he somehow gets that DPP. Um, I'm with you, Trav. I'm an owner. I hope you get some sort of uh, return from you, Gussie. Uh, at DJ4Brooks asks, how much do you still love the Paddy Dow song, Hef and Doss? Oh, we love it. It's a great song. It's a great tune. It's yeah. a beautiful song to listen to. And remember, Hef, this is the Keeper League pod. Now, what's different to a Keeper League pod to say a classic or a normal draft league? Oh, well, you keep players for four years of their career and you hope they turn into something. I'd say yeah, maybe maybe that. <laughs> you played wrong, man. Look, if this was the di- if this was the dynasty league pod, look, we're in for a, we're in for a winner here. I still think Paddy Dow long term is going to be fine. The um the thing is with the song that I guess a lot of listeners, if you don't if you're not big fans of the Draft Doctors podcast, the song actually wasn't advocating like pick him in your classic teams or anything like that. No. It was just actually professing your love for Paddy Dow that has been. You wrote that song over a year ago, didn't you? I wrote it yeah well over a year ago yeah, for yeah. Paddy Dow. Yeah. Um, so we only just put it like together, <laughs> and and it happened to be released right when he got a best uh, best on yeah. ground in the preseason. So which we did timing. hype up. We used that to uh, to hype that up a oh, fair bit. But it wasn't actually did. a song about picking up Paddy Gow and is legitimately breaking out this year, even though it was like looking like it could be a chance. Well, I won't. I won't. Yeah, I won't put it past that. I did have a bit of faith on that front. <laughs> uh, on that front, there, Hef. Um, I think something that people aren't noticing though with Paddy Dow, I won't be too long on this, but he's still getting high. 60s, low 70s, Tom and Ground. Tell me 
one player that's thriving in that. We've, we're seeing right now Caleb Sarong not getting those monster scores. And we don't think Paddy Dow is a Caleb Sarong type scorer. Yeah. He's still getting 70s and mid-70s in that role. Paddy Dow, sure, Paddy Dow might be getting 30s in that role. But I still think long-term, Paddy Dow is going to be absolutely fine. He's 21 years old. He's more of a stoppage player and stoppages have been eliminated a lot of, out of our game right now. I think he's still got a role in the future. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Don't jump off Paddy Dow Peninsula just yet. This is a keeper league. TJ Brooks has got a real question, but we'll come back to that because uh, someone called at TKLKs, um, oh. the screen name is uh, Ks from the Keeper League podcast, has tweeted in, um, did you know that Schoenberg scored more today than Dow <laughs> has in his last two games combined? <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting stat. Uh, interesting stat there, Case. <laughs> well, let's, let's Schoenberg again. Like you just said, name a player who plays low time on ground and scores well. Yes, Schoenberg went big today, but look at his previous weeks. It's a lot better than Dow's. He's actually doubling Dow's scoring from less time on ground from the last few weeks. But uh, yeah, no one's really thriving, I guess, Dos. Anyway. No comment. <laughs> DJ Brooks's real question from before about the Paddy Dow song. His real question was- um, uh, how, are any of these likely to maintain their defender or forward status next season? So, Mills, probably not. No, midfield. Hunter Clark could keep their back status. He's play, he was playing back yeah, again, exactly. I reckon. Although, we'll have to check some bounces, to be honest. So, I'll, like, that was one of the games where I think he still was playing in the back line in that one because they they got um, Crouch was in the guts, Steele was in the guts. I think they just been using Clark. Check the CBA, see what happens there. Yeah. Um, Jane Stevenson, probably not. Although he kicked two goals. Well, I reckon he could be a centre forward still. Uh, depends what happens when DeMont comes back in, I reckon. I think he's so. still going to be a centre forward, personally. Rowan Marshall, probably not going to keep forward status. Depends what they do with Ryder coming back, but yeah, probably just Not Ruck. at this stage. Nah. No, it's hard after one game. Lukosha should keep DPP in some regard. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one because yeah. he's been playing a lot of wing and I that's why Bose is, we've said Bose has gone, you know, way too G for P in top six defender category because yeah. of that. Does he just go centre? Um, <laughs> I think if not, I think he will play some, like throughout his career, he'll have DPP uh, yeah. for majority. He'll be it, one that's talked about DPP, whether yeah. it's getting, he'll be kind of like that Lockie Whitfield that's like a defender, then a forward, then a centre, then a defender forward. Yeah, you know, exactly. like just yeah, everything. Exactly the same. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, Don- at Dynamite Don's asks uh, Shy Bolton versus Josh Dacos. Who you got? This season? The keeper league, so we've got to think long term. Oh, man. That's real tough. I'm going with Dacos. I think so too. I just think that Richmond's <sighs> system isn't great for scoring. I can't see Damien Hardwick losing his job for a long, long time as well. So, they'll keep playing that role where midfielders don't really flourish from a fantasy perspective. Plus, we could see him go forward and we know he's not a great scorer when he plays forward and he's playing a lot of forward right now. Now, Dacos, on the other hand, we are seeing him play a lot more forward. But if you look at his heat maps, he does seem to push up the ground. It just seems like he's not winning the ball as much as he probably could have. So, I just think... Collingwood are going to be more fantasy friendly. I don't know how much longer Bucks has got as well. So, there might be a new system which throws him out a bit. I think skill-wise, I, I don't know. I think he's a very talented player. Not, they're, they're kind of both pretty skillful. But I oh, know I'm Dacos. I'm going Dacos. Yeah, I reckon I reckon um, Bolton might have him this year. But long-term, I'm still I'm still leaning Dacos. I like I loved what I saw from him in the midfield last year. Yeah, if you get back to that. that. Like you said, I think a week or two ago, he might get- He's probably going to get forward status now. And I just said that tonight. And yeah- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next um, next year he gets that midfield jolt and becomes a like legitimate forward option yeah. for us. From midfield. what we saw, Dacos midfield last year versus Shy Bolton midfield last year, what do you like more? 
I think, like you're saying, Bolton's more of that impact. He he might be the better player, yeah. but he might not score as much because of Richmond's yeah. game style. I like Dacos on that on the back yeah. of that. And Simon Moore, last question is asked. With Taylor Adams, Matt Crouch, James Robot, and Lockie Whitfield, and Luke Shuey all out, is now the time to crack my brain open and feast on the goo inside? Maybe. Or maybe you could just swing some trades and have a bit of fun. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's in the window. Uh, I'll talk to Simo a bit. Simo actually writes for the Keeper League Pod website. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he's uh, he was in the uh, in the range for a flag this year, and now he's uh, yeah not going too well. But um, well, they should. Crouch most should be of back. those should be back. But if yeah, if you're not going to make finals, maybe eating that goo inside your brain might be the way to go. Most of those, uh, Luke, they'll all be back for finals. You've just got to make finals. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, the go sounds good. Yeah, go the go. All right, that wraps it up. Uh, thanks for listening once again. Thank you, Dossie, for joining us. Where can listeners find you? Um, on my bed in about two minutes. Yeah, but online, mate. Uh, at HK Doss is where you can find me on Twitch, or follow the Pod Pod if you're into AFL Classic. The uh, the point of difference AFL fantasy podcast with my boy Louie. Sponsored uh, by the Keep League podcast. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, yeah, get on board that. Um, and, yeah, get around us on our socials. KeeperLeaguePod.com.au is the website, but the socials is at KeeperLeaguePod, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter there. And if you would like to buy a membership, jump on there too. Make sure you enter the competition for the burritos and make sure that you drink Remedy Kombucha and buy it from their website using the coupon KEEPER20. I think I've got everything I needed to sell in that final wrap there, Dossie. Perfect. Thanks for filling in for K's for the last couple of weeks, mate. And uh, hopefully we'll see you on the show sometime soon. No worries. And welcome back to K's next week. Welcome back, K's. Good to have you back, mate. Hope you're feeling uh, refreshed after the honeymoon. Anyway, see you later. Farewell. <laughs>